0: you need to stay in control of your body so that we don't go asses over elbows down the hill like that's that's something we want to avoid if at all possible and if you get too far out over your skis that's something that can happen episode 951 of this runs radio is a quick tip episode today's quick tip head for the hills at least once in a while Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's quick tip episode, want to take a minute and uh, thank a couple of folks who have left some reviews for the podcast over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the heck they're calling it these days uh, over the last, gosh, it's been a couple of months since we've done any, uh, review shout out. So, uh, got, got some love going back all the way to March to uh, Mississippi shopper it says, uh, informative and entertaining running podcast. Love the QTs. Uh, well, good. glad you enjoy the, uh, the quick tips. It also says, uh, quick practical tips that I can apply to improving my running. Thank you for the helpful information. Well, you're, you're welcome, Mississippi shopper. Thank you for, uh, for the review, uh, back in April, Zymo, I think Z Y M O said, good. Listen, Great job on the foot health QT, uh, Good. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Zymo. Thank you for the review. And, uh, more recently, just, uh, uh late May, so, so just, uh, about a week and a half ago as this episode comes out, uh, got a review from B Dog Hoya it says, QT episodes rock. Diz's quick tip episodes are amazing. They are a digestible length and have actionable insight, whatever the topic, exactly what a running podcast should be. Well, thank you, uh, B Dog Hoya. And, and there we go. For all of you that, uh, that are complaining that my, my, Quick tips aren't maybe quite as quick as they used to be tips. Uh, here we go. We got three people that at least enjoy it. So at least we got three people and, and B-Dog telling me it's an, a digestible length, which gives me the green light to just keep on yammering on these things, right? Like Like, yeah, they might not be as quick as they used to be, but maybe... Maybe, just maybe that's okay. But uh, in all seriousness, thanks thanks to all three of you folks for leaving the reviews uh, semi-recently. And uh, to everybody who's left a review in the past, and we've got 400 and something reviews on, on iTunes, uh, I appreciate it. I, I certainly do. Um, I know every podcast pretty much says like, leave us reviews, it helps the show rise in the rankings. I'm not convinced that it does that. Um, but it is just nice to hear that uh, that maybe something that comes out of my mouth is is useful. And I think that, at least I hope, maybe if somebody is looking for a podcast, they see that it has some reviews, they can read a few. Uh, and maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't help it rise in the rankings. Maybe it does, I don't know. But maybe it helps somebody listen. So thank you for for navigating the the iTunes, Apple Podcasts, less than easy process to leave a review uh because in some way shape or form i think it might just help the show continue to grow and i appreciate everybody who has done that in the past and if you haven't done so yet and you're you're so inclined you know don't uh don't don't feel like you can't Re- read your way through uh apple Podcasts and leave a review or leave a review anywhere else you know if you listen to the show on some other platform and you can leave reviews there uh go for it and then let me know you left a review so i can i can go Check it out and make sure to uh, give you a shout out on a future uh, future episode. Uh, but thanks thanks to uh, Mississippi Shopper, um, B Dog Hoya and and uh, and Zymo had to pull that back up there. Uh, but thank you all for leaving the reviews recently. So today, talking about hills and uh, a subject that that I think a lot of times gets short shifted. Not so much the fact that you know running hills and the benefits of hill work because, quite frankly. If you do a, a Google search for the benefits of, of doing a hill workout, I feel like there's about 47 billion blog posts and podcast episodes and YouTube videos and all of the things out there talking about how, you know, hill workouts are great for increasing muscle activation, building strength, building explosion. Uh, it can be a great workout kind of strength training in disguise. It's kind of a strength thing. Uh, maybe not as, as stressful as like hammering some repeats on a track or things like that. Um, lots of benefits, of hill workouts. And I'm not going to argue that, but I think that what most of us think about, or at least what I, the first thing that usually comes to my mind when it comes to hill workouts is your traditional like hill repeats of, of, you know, there might be a little bit of variation to it, but something along the lines of start at the bottom of the hill and for 30 seconds, a minute, whatever, maybe, maybe you do a ladder and we have a, a workout here in town. That's called the Johnson ladder. Johnson happens to be a hill. Um, and so that workout starts at 40 seconds, and then you you'll, you'll go hard 40 seconds up, recover back down, hard 60 seconds up, 80 seconds, 120. Uh, I think that's all we go. We go for about two minutes. But, you know, there's four or five different rungs on the ladder to get up the hill. Um, however you want to slice it, it's hill repeats, right? It's, it's start at the bottom, run as, as hard as you can up for a set duration or a set distance, Turn around, walk back down, maybe a slight easy jog at the towards the, the bottom of the hill. Catch your breath, recover, do it again, and and again. Maybe I'm maybe I'm using my own bias here, but I feel like that's what most people think about when you hear about hill workouts, running hills, incorporating hills into your training. I'm here to tell you, and, and kind of the focus for today, and the reason I'm going to encourage you to maybe head to the hills uh, semi regularly, um, is that there's a lot of other ways to do hill workouts that not for nothing also have a lot of benefits a lot of the same benefits but maybe i would argue and i will argue maybe have some benefits beyond the the benefits that that are definitely there when you're doing your your prototypical hill sprint situation so um as as per usual as as is is the case in a lot of areas of life you know variety is kind of the spice of life right like like it's it's cool to have and and you know I'm obviously a creature of routine. If you've listened to the show long enough, you know that I love me a good routine. Um, but every once in a while, like the routine can get tedious. The 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 regular things can get uh, you know can get a little bit onerous, can get a little bit burdensome. And so stepping out of the routine once in a while is great. And that's where having some variety of your hill work can be can be nice because I'm not I'm not going to tell you you can or I'm, I guess I'm not going to tell you you can't. But I'm not going to tell you that maybe you should do hill workouts every week, but every once in a while, whatever that looks like for you, it could be every couple few weeks, every month, every, every couple of months. Um, but maybe not always doing the hill sprints, right? Maybe mix it up with some different options. So here are some, some varieties of hill sprints that you at least are here. not There I go. That's how easy it is, right? I just said hill sprints, I don't mean hill sprints, I mean hill workouts, because there's there's other ways to get workouts on the hills beyond just hammering up, recovering down. So here are some some variations of the traditional hill workout that you might want to think about mixing into your routine. First of all, inverted hill, hill repeats. So kind of the opposite of what most of us think of when we hear hill repeats. So instead of starting at the bottom, hammering up, and then... Walk slash recovery down. You just kind of flip that on its head, right? Invert it. Start at the bottom. You still might start at the bottom, or you start at the top. I guess I guess you can start either place. But instead of running and hammering on the ups, you're kind of power hiking. You're you're not just lollygagging. We I mean, got no time for lollygaggers. But you're walking with purpose, power hiking, if you will, up the hill. And then at the top, again, you can start at the top and run down or you can start at the bottom power hike up and then run back down. But the run down isn't like just a, a complete bombs away, but you're definitely going fast. Obviously, you need to stay in control of your body so that we don't go asses over elbows down the hill. Like that's that's something we want to avoid if at all possible. And if you get too far out over your skis, that's something that can happen. But you know, just just focusing on running down at with purpose. With, with conviction w- with some speeds that maybe you don't get to very often on the flats why why is this a good idea well one it helps you to, uh, to to work on your your foot speed your turnover your cadence if you will if you're trying to get up you know improve your cadence a little bit maybe you're trying to get to that mythical magical 180 whether or not I'm not here to say that that's something that you should be striving to end all be-all but a lot of folks myself potentially included, could see benefits from a little bit of of increased turnover because again let's go back to physiology here uh, and i know i've said this once or twice in the past there's only two ways to get faster to run faster it's to either cover more ground with your stride which to a certain extent we don't have a whole lot of control over because you know if, if you're an adult and your legs are whatever if your inseam is 30 inches whatever it is making up numbers here um but if that's if that's how long your legs are, they're not all of a sudden gonna gonna get six inches longer, which is kind of important to take longer strides, right? The longer your legs are, the longer your stride can be, meaning the more ground you cover per stride. That's one way to get faster, cover more ground with your stride. The other way is to take more strides in the same amount of time that are the same distance, of course. So working on on your cadence can be a, a beneficial thing perform can be beneficial thing for increasing your 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 pace increasing your speed um and one way to work on that is to run faster but you can do it running downhill assuming it's not like a straight vertical right as soon as maybe this is more of a gradual descent but you can do that running running inverted hill repeats without as much wear and tear as like i think i said earlier is like going to the track and banging out 400 meter repeats right you might be at the same pace but because of gravity which sometimes gravity works against you on the hills but sometimes gravity works for you that can be that can be a great way to do that work on your your turnover also kind of working on just your your form a little bit again as long as the, the the decline isn't too much you know you're working on going that fast you're working on maintaining that that turnover staying in control your form has to be on point your landing points things like that things that you may not even have to focus on they just kind of happen all those all those things can be valuable when you then Transition back to flatland running after the workout. You get your cool down in, running back to the to the car or back to the house on the flats. You you have a potential of of ingraining some of those patterns and and seeing the benefits. So uh, and also not for nothing, but especially those of you that that maybe do a lot more trail and ultra running. Uh, but again, this this applies to anybody where you're going to walk or power hike up the up the hills and then run run the downs. Um, practicing that power hiking. Practicing that, that uh, you know, recruiting your glutes and, and really not taking too much time on the uphills, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing that could benefit you on race day. So inverted hill repeats. There's one way to uh, incorporate a bit more hill training into your routine that isn't just start at the bottom and sprint up as fast as you can. What else? Oh, this is, this is one I don't like, but damn if it's not effective. The old hilly tempo run. The old hilly tempo run. So uh, if you're doing tempo runs and you're doing them correctly, which there is some, some uh, disagreement or at least some, some varying definitions of what a quote-unquote proper tempo run looks like, but I think that no matter how, how you're exactly pacing a tempo run or a threshold run, I think we can all agree that if you, if you're get, if you hit the, the, the nail on the head, you hit your pace just right, your effort just right, those are hard miles, at tempo pace because you're like just under red line pace uh, and they just hurt and you just kind of stay there and grind and they're not fun you know what makes a good tempo run even less fun than it already is throw in some hills right the, do a hilly tempo run and uh yeah not ideal that said i might go as far as saying that that a hilly tempo run might be the perfect hill workout, might even be the perfect workout in general, because it kind of just ticks all the boxes. Right? When, when you're talking about just hill runs or, you know, hill workouts in general, you know, you're ticking the boxes of of running up, running hard up. And it might not be a full sprint. In fact it shouldn't be a full sprint because it's it's a tempo type of run. Um, but you're locked into that that threshold Maybe not always pace because that's going to vary a bit with the ups and the downs, but that threshold effort that that seven and a half or eight out of 10 effort as you're running up the hill. So you're engaging the glutes, you're leaning, you're digging forward like you're getting all of those benefits of like a, a hard up sprint. But then when you come back down, you're also getting all those benefits of what we just talked about with the inverted uh, tempo runs of increased turnover, form improvements a little bit less wear and tear than than going hard on on a flatter surface because you have got gravity working with you. So hilly really tempo run, you kind of get gravity working on both sides of the coin, right? You got the ups, you got the downs. Uh you're shifting gears a little bit, but all the while trying to keep that that effort about level. Again, not for the faint of heart, not a fun workout by any, I mean anything with the tempo in it to me is not a fun workout. Add a bunch of hills to the mix that that maybe aren't monster hills, but enough where it's it's a ideally some rollers, some, some just constant ups and downs over the course of, you know, four, three, four, five miles. Um, that's a workout. That's a workout that, uh, again, not for the faint of heart, but daggum gum, if it's not a good quality workout, like you're going to get lots of benefits from it. Um, so maybe that's something that, that you might not want to do all the time, but maybe mix it in once in a while, uh, because you will see results from a hilly tempo run. Last but not least on my list, I'm sure there's probably more ideas out there, but last but not least from my list of ways to incorporate hills into your workouts that aren't just start at the bottom and run up, mix a few hills into a long run. Again, kind of like with the tempo run, like a long run is is a challenge in and of itself. And then, oh, let's throw in a hill at mile, whatever. You know, whatever your long run is, throw, throw in a hill three miles from the finish of it. Not a lot of fun. And I think that, that probably most of us you know, for some of us, and, and and even if you live in relatively flat areas like Florida, um, there's certain times that, you, you know, you, you're just going to have a, a hill mixed into a, a run here or there, or mixed into your route. Like, it's just like you can't avoid it. But I don't think there's too many of us that when you have the option of like, hey, we can just keep cruising on this long run on this relatively flat area, or we could bang a right and go, and go climb a, a, a hill or a mountain, or something, not too many people, maybe the more masochistic among us, but not not too many of us normal people are going to be like, you know what, let's bang that right and go climb that hill at mile 12 of this 15 mile, or mile 7 of this 10 mile, or again, whatever, scales up and down depending on how far you're going, I'm not telling you you should always do that, but I am going to tell you that every once in a while, not a bad idea, why, well again, you're going to get some of those benefits of the long run, or, I'm sorry. You're obviously going to get the benefits of the long run. You're going to get some of the benefits of the the hill up, engaging the glutes, firing up different muscles, some form improvements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's kind of universal, no matter how you're doing hills. You're going to get those things. But it also can be a great way to just kind of get your body used to shifting gears mid run, and also can break up some monotony that might be going on mentally. I think that that for me, the reason that I'm not a fan of a hill in the long run, but I'm also not terribly opposed to it is that, you know, you get 10 miles deep, six miles deep, 12 miles deep, 15, miles, whatever. Again, doesn't matter. You get, you get into the, the later, the last third of your long run. And for me, if I've been keeping it easy, like I know as much as I don't like to admit it, I know my form might get a little wobbly, right? You you start getting fatigued a little bit, you start getting tired, and some of the the muscles just, you know, like it's easier to to maybe not pick your knees up, to drag your feet, to to overstride, like all of those things that that can happen, that do happen when you get tired, it it happens, all right? If you mix in a hill at that point of the, the long run, even though it's not ideal, even though you're not probably excited for it, it's a good little reset, on the old form situation, because in order to, to run up the hill, even if you slow down a bit, you got to shorten up the stride, you got to lean forward from, you know, more from the ankles than from the hips, you're not going to hunch as much running up a hill, um, get your turnover back where it needs to be, wake the glutes up, which now they're taking over, so so some of the, the, you know, a little bit less stress on the hamstring, less stress on the quad, like, all of the benefits, and now hopefully they can carry over because you woke them up, you kind of hit that reset button. Hopefully now the form for the last couple few miles of your long run. Easy peasy. It's not a guarantee, but it's not a problem. It, not a problem. It's not in theory, it's not a bad thing to, to mix those in. And and again, mentally sometimes just just a different challenge can can be an all right thing. Because again, speaking for myself, you get to the top of a of a hill. And obviously our Florida Hills, like we've got a couple that are decent, but decent relative. You know, if you live in, live in Colorado, you live in, in New Hampshire, Vermont, wherever, you know, some of you, I know you're rolling your eyes and I'm talking about our Hills down here. I, I feel it. I, I don't blame you, but you know, you get to the top of a, of a, what for us is a decent Hill might be just a little, a little roller for you, but whatever, again, everything's relative and then you keep going. Kind, you, you kind of feel like, like, hell yeah, I just did that, which is a nice little mental boost and, you know, nothing wrong with a mental boost any day of the week, let alone, you know, three quarters of the way through a long run. So, you know, just mixing in a hill once in a while again, you don't have to, to map out the hilliest possible long run route because we do want the long run to probably be easy for the most part, you know, not be too, not have to work too hard for it um, as far as effort and heart rates and things like that but you throw in a hill there even if you got to downshift a little bit slow it down it's it's not the worst thing not the worst thing so there are some some reasons to uh or some some options some varieties when it comes to mixing in some some hills and and you know the last thing I last two things I'm going to leave you with today one i think that that for me the reason that I do try to seek out hills once in a while is because i kind of always have an eye toward race day And I'm sure a lot of you do as well. Not all of you, but I know a lot of runners have, have an eye towards, you know, improving in the next race, running farther, running faster, whatever your definition of improvement might be. And I feel like no matter how flat the race advertises as, there's always that one hill in the race, right? Usually that one hill is always in the last couple of miles of a half marathon or a marathon feels like, I don't know how, like... The, the, the ridiculous ways that courses get drawn. That's how it always seems to be. The more comfortable you are running hills in some form or fashion, the less sh- jarring, the less the less you're going to get sh- shook. Is that right? The less, the less you're going to be shaken by, uh, the less your confidence might waver when you get to that hill on race day. Also, not for nothing, but practicing running downhill, I feel like that's such an overlooked component of hill training, which is why I kind of mentioned tempo runs, long runs, and the inverted hill hill repeats. Because if, if you're comfortable bombing down a hill, pretty good. Obviously, relative to the, the slope, the duration, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're confident in your ability to, to pick up the pace and stay upright, going down a hill, man, you can, you can make up a lot of time on a hilly course, pass a lot of people and not get as beat up as people talk. People always talk about how much running downhill beats them up and how hard it is on the quads and yada, yada, yada. And yes, it is. But if you're comfortable with your form, you're comfortable just opening it up and letting it go. I'm here to tell you that It's not that it's not as hard on your quads as it might be when you're leaning back and kind of trying to decelerate and and worried about running downhill, but you only get comfortable with it by practicing. So practice it once in a while, especially if you've got your eyes on a race that may or may not have that dreaded 25th mile hill marathon, of course, uh, or that, that dreaded 11 and a half mile hill on the half marathon. Um, or the, the dreaded five-mile hill in the ten. I mean, again, it scales up and down. But there's always that hill towards the finish line. And uh, the more comfortable you are grinding up, opening it up, going down, I mean, it's going to help. It's going to help. Last but not least, hills for those of us that don't have access to hills. At least as much access as, again, those that live in the mountains or the rollers or wherever. Just got to be creative, baby. You know, whether it's a, finding a, an overpass, uh, finding a, a parking garage, um, finding uh, that, that one random hill in town that doesn't feel like much of a hill when you're driving, but when you're running, yeah, it's a little bit significant. Um, and just running there, you know, semi-regularly. Um, I think there's a lot of places that, that have something that can resemble a hill, even if it's not as as easily identifiable as it is for a lot of us Uh, or, you know, to the naked eye, right? To the general public. Uh, so you just gotta, you gotta be intentional Sometimes easier said than done for some you know, you live in a small town where there are no parking garages. There are no, uh, you know, something in the middle of a cornfield. Like I get it, but every once in a while, maybe when you're on vacation somewhere where there's more Hills plan to hit the Hills then, you know, but, but getting a few Hills in once in a while and, and doing it some different ways from where I sit, not a bad idea. So those are my thoughts on hill workouts. What are, what are your thoughts on hill workouts benefits? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Uh, do you, do you turn right on your long run to hit the hill as opposed to just staying straight and keeping it flat? Uh, let me know at this runs on Twitter at DizRuns on instagram you can also send an email to disruns at gmail.com you can uh, head over to the show notes for today which you can find at disruns.com slash nine five one disruns.com slash nine five one memes gifs links the whole nine scroll on down to the bottom there's that comment section and uh, if you're watching the the quick tips on the youtubes you can leave a comment there as well um still don't have the the interviews on youtube not sure that's gonna happen we'll see but at least the, Q, the, the quick tips right now. At least there's a possibility you're listening to this on YouTube. And uh, if so, we'd love to hear from you in the comment section there. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and, and wrap this one up. Uh, thanks again to, let's see, you got to pull it up again. Don't have my notes in front of me. Pull it up. Uh, Mississippi Shopper, Zymo, and B-Dog Hoya. Uh, thank you all for, for leaving the reviews. And again, thanks to everybody who's left a review, all however many, couple hundred, 300 reviews. 407 ratings uh, over the years and on iTunes I appreciate it uh, feel free to uh, to leave a review or, or just let me know your thoughts I always love to hear from y'all um, but until next time please be well take good care thanks again for listening and uh, we'll talk soon alright see you